0: Welcome to Raised On It. This week, I talked with country artist Jillian Carterelli. We talk about what drew her to music, and particularly why country music, and what it was like to chase her dreams, move to Nashville, as so many others do. Uh, but most importantly, we talk about her latest single, Strong. So I'm going to play a little snippet here. She wrote the song with Charles Eston, who also sings on the song, and it's a very personal song to her, and I got to give her a ton of credit for being as vulnerable as she was putting that song out there for the masses. That is what I love about country music, and I think that's what so many country music fans love about it as well. Uh, quick side note, we do have two other podcasts on the Raised on a Podcast Network that I'd recommend. Video Vault, where we talk about different iconic music videos over the years, Recently, we did Travis Tritt's Best of Intentions, where he goes to jail, and then Alan Jackson's humorous, totally 90s country's music video, Tall Tall Trees. And the other podcast is the Album Collection. Recently, we did a Thomas Rhett album and one of Tim McGraw's albums. And really, we just talk about what it means for their legacy, some of the hidden gems on the album that we love, and just all kinds of other fun stories about it, the songwriters and everything that uh, goes into a a deep dive on the album if you like this podcast hit subscribe we'd love for you to leave us a review give us five stars and as always we are raised on it and we can be found at raisedonitblog.com for throwback jams artist interviews album recaps everything you can imagine we got it covered and without further ado here's my chat with jillian Well, I guess to start, what was life like growing up in Massachusetts? Like, who did you want to be when you were a kid? Was it always music or were there other interests that you had?
1: Um, Honestly, it was always music. I have been singing. I know it sounds cliche, but before I could talk. And when I was five years old, I was like, I'm going to be a singer when I grow up. And I get that question a lot, the whole Massachusetts thing. It's like, how do you get into country from being from Massachusetts? And I live in a pretty rural area, and I think that... Country, mu- country music is more of a way of life than it is kind of where you're from. So I just really identified with the the storytelling, even at a young age. I loved that, which is kind of what led me to it.
0: Because Boston, like that whole area has like a growing country fan base, doesn't it?
1: Country fan base, yeah. When I was really young, it wasn't as big. But then in high school, they started having, like Kenny Chesney would do Country Fest and bring all these country acts. And he would sell out like two nights at Gillette Stadium. So it really has a big big country fan base now which is awesome to see and the radio stations i know have won awards in the past for being like the biggest market for country so it's it's awesome i love it
0: yeah it's not one of those typical like areas of the country you think is full-fledged country but
1: but it's right i mean you go up there in like new hampshire and you feel like you're you could be in arkansas you know it's not it's not like it's not big city i mean where i'm from i'm like right on the border of like a very rural rural area, so.
0: And I I did some digging, and I'm curious, are you a better golfer, or are you better at karate, because those are both some things.
1: (laughs) Yes, I would have to say golfer at this point, Um, I got my black belt when I was 14, and it was more of a, I mean, I started it in third grade, my dad was like, you're going to do this, it's going to teach you good determination and resilience, so I think that helped a lot, but I unfortunately haven't been practicing it, but I do kickboxing and stuff like that. But golf, I like to get out hopefully like once or twice a week if I can. With COVID, it's been a lot easier to go play golf. Um, But I would have to say golf at this point. Okay. But I I was thinking about getting back into it before everything shut down. I'm like, I need to find a good dojo here and just kind of get back into karate. So hopefully when this passes, I will do it.
0: I love it because like everyone thinks of artists as like their only music and it's like no there's a whole nother side of them too like they're not just yeah. singing writing things like that so that's that's yeah. awesome to hear. so when you were growing up who who were your like main music influences whether it's country artists or outside of country
1: so george Strait was my favorite since i was okay. little my grandfather was stationed in georgia in world war ii so that's kind of how i fell in love with country he kind of loved it listening there and then brought it home and my dad loved it and he passed that on to me. So it was a lot of George Strait, Johnny Cash, um, and Shania Twain, she came out when I was really young. So that was a big influence for me too, to hear somebody kind of put a more modern spin on it. And she was just iconic with her music videos. I remember watching CMP as a little girl being like, that's what I want to do, that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was definitely iconic, especially that time It was a little a little edgy, but looking back, it's it's normal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's not edgy anymore. It's normal now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you're growing up as a kid. You're, like you said, you're singing songs before you can talk all about music. When did you, when did it like click for you that you're like, this is more than just something I'm doing for fun. This is something I want to pursue professionally. Like I want to go chase my dreams and do this.
1: Yeah. It would have to be in high school. I think is when I realized that I could, make a living at it in a way. I started playing, my parents were so supportive, which has helped so much. They've just been always encouraged me to go after my dream and never kind of like, Oh, you can't do that. That's, that's fun. But they were just very like, this is what you want to do. Okay. All in. And I started playing county fairs. I would, my dad would carry this, like karaoke, not a karaoke machine, but like this speaker, and I would get my songs. And I was like 15 at these county fairs singing with like a backing track and I mean, I was getting paid for it at the time, and I was like, "Oh, like I could do this as a job. This isn't just a dream with a microphone, hairbrush." So it was kind of—I realized I could do it and make a living at it, which was encouraging to see. Even at that age, even though it was on a, such a small scale, I was like, "Well, what, what do I need to do to get to the next step?" And that was obviously Nashville. So it's kind of the story of how it all, how it all started.
0: So then you make the move to Nashville, and. What was that initially like? Were you did you come into it with certain expectations, and then when you got here, you're like, "Oh wow, like this is way different than I thought." Or what was that? What was like that first couple months like here when you're trying to, you know, carve out your path?
1: Right. So I went to Providence College in Rhode Island before I moved to Nashville, and I had a couple meetings down here. Um, one was with William Morris Agency, and like you really need to move here. And my dad went home and he's like, you're not moving unless you like go to school. Like we got to get a degree like this. It's not, you're yes. not going down there at, I was 17. No, it was 18 at the time. And he's like, so if you can find a school, apply and get in, like you can go. So I went, ended up going to Belmont and finished out my undergrad there. And it was, it was awesome because I had that built-in support at school and I made a lot of friends and it was just a good way to network and kind of had that community built in. Um, but it was definitely, I don't want to say scary, but it was, a change moving from my hometown to Nashville. I'm living on my own in an apartment. And it was just kind of definitely a big change, but I had some friends um, from Boston. I had a band that um, went to Berkeley College of Music and a lot of them had moved down here. So I knew knew some people. So I wasn't just like moving by myself. I had people I could be like, hey, can we get coffee or we should write. It was kind of a built-in network, which was so helpful, especially making that transition.
0: Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about like your music style and your songwriting style. So what is your typical, and I know there's no one, you know, one size fits all approach to songwriting, but how do you typically go about creating a song for yourself?
1: So typically it starts with an idea and sometimes that's in the middle of the night. I'll wake up at like two and I'm like, Oh, that's a good idea. And I'll like jot it down in my notes in my phone. But for me, I'm a big idea person. So, I love co-writing because you know, sometimes two heads, three heads are better than one. And so it usually starts with an idea for me and then we kind of go from there and create a melody and a storyline. And I love drawing from, you know, my own personal experience or my friend's personal experience. I feel like the best songs are the ones that come from real places.
0: And uh, this might be a tough question, but you mentioned like, you know, building that kind of community or like knowing, you know, which songwriters uh kind of become friends with and that you can write well with Mm -hmm. is there any one or two songwriters that you just are lockstep with that you know they get you and you guys are just like two peas in a pod so to speak
1: yes um aaron enderlin who is one of the first people i wrote with when i moved to nashville and i wrote with her and alex klein who is now my producer and they have that old school country feel and sound so i know whenever we write i'm like this is going to be you know something special and alex co-writer first and now a good friend and has produced all of my stuff and she's absolutely incredible so it's so important to have that person that kind of gets your sound and gets who you are as an artist and can really capture that over recording it's pretty special
0: and then the flip side (laughs) when you hear a song that you didn't write like what goes into that the the thought process of because i know there's a lot of artists that let's take Luke Combs for instance he writes every single song that he records yeah. and there's like the Tim McGraws of the world then say for like two or three songs he's always cutting outside songs so what do you look for in like those outside cuts that you didn't write mm-hmm. but someone records like what what is that that you look for in a song
1: it has to feel like 100% me I'm like, if, if there's something that I would say or like, oh, I wish I'd written that song or like, that sounds exactly the way I would phrase it. And I'm probably a combination of both. I like writing my own stuff. I love it. But at the end of the day, I'm like, if a song represents me as an artist and I feel connected to it in any kind of personal way, I'm like, I'll cut it. I think the best song wins. I'm not hellbent on writing everything. I think it's great to do so, but I also, the song wins. So I think if I can identify with it, it's on the table and anything that can kind of round out a project too. Like when you're going to make an EP, it's like, okay, you have ballad, your ballad, you need enough tempo and you kind of got to fill what yeah. makes sense.
0: So one of those songs is your latest release, Strong. And I think like what makes country music, at least from my perspective, different from other genres is like the, it's obviously the storytelling, but it's just like the depth and like the actual meaning behind them is, way like light years compared to most other genres so what's what's the background on strong for those that are going to be listening and you know don't know the the full story behind why you uh created strong
1: so strong is about my mom who has been battling cancer for the past coming up on five years now and i met chip charles esten i'm sure i'm sure you you guys may know him. He's from the show Nashville and is on the show Outer Banks. And he's an amazing, amazing country artist as well to himself and songwriter. And we'd met at a charity event in Palm Springs. And we did the whole oh, we should write some time, you know, like, yeah. And then sometimes it comes to fruition, sometimes it doesn't. But we actually got in the room, less than a month after that event. And it just kind of flowed naturally, we started talking about our families and my mom and my, my, you know, just our backgrounds and the song kind of just wrote itself. It I was just describing my mom and I was like, you know what, she's just so strong. And he's like, that's it. And he actually had a daughter who had battled cancer at a young age, too. So it was something that we both kind of connected with. And while the song is yes, it's my story, I just hope that it can serve as some sort of light for anybody going through anything difficult, especially now with everything happening this year. I'm like, you know what, everybody needs a little bit of extra strength. And Just know that you're more resilient than, than you think you are.
0: Did you find it difficult or easy to open yourself up to that creative valve so soon after receiving that news, like in that instance, but then to like, not only write a song with yourself, but like to invite another co-writer into that too, like that, like, I guess what I'm trying to ask is like, was that hard thing to do?
1: absolutely and it's something that i honestly didn't know if i ever could write about it to go to that that place vulnerability wise i was like oh i I don't know that i can if that was something i was ever going to do i didn't didn't know that i was strong enough ironically enough to write something like that and um and even after we wrote it i was like i don't even know that i'll release this because it's so personal like it was more of a therapeutic song for myself and i'm like my mom i didn't even let her hear it until i performed it live i was like okay this is just my little baby of a song that I don't, it was just hard for me to like even watch her listening to it, let alone singing it in front of everybody and then releasing it in the world. But yeah, it was very vulnerable. And truthfully, I didn't know that I I would release it, but here we are.
0: Well, I think we're all glad you did. What, did you tip your mom off ahead of the time that you were going to perform it live when she was listening? Or was it just like, you know what?
1: It was a surprise
0: this moment. It happens. Oh,
1: <laughs> so she was in Nashville and for CMA fest and chip had an event called like the night that is that benefits blood cancer, which is the kind of cancer his daughter had. And he said, Hey, would you want to come sing our song? I think this would be great. And I'm like, sure. Mom's like, Oh, I'm going to come too. like, awesome. And I'm just like, do I tell her it's about her or just kind of let it, let it just happen. And I sang my first song, which is more of an upbeat. And I'm like, Well, this one is a little different. And she's in the audience and just tears and my fiance is there, too. And they really didn't, didn't know what was coming. So it was, it was, it was a moment, but she she loves it. And what really stuck out about that show to me was the outpouring of people after the show that was like, Oh, my gosh, I feel like you were singing about my sister or my brother or my mom. And even on social media, they're like, when are you going to release this, this song? You know, I keep playing the youtube video of it from the show over and over and it kind of spoke to me in a way like even if it's not for myself to release it it's for everybody else that that needed the song or needs it especially now
0: and you're also you're doing some fundraising too you're selling some hats is that right
1: selling some hats yes sir um strong and then you can also change out the color on the heart to kind of represent whatever is near and dear to your heart or you know if it's cancer or any other type of you know, disease, but, um, yeah, we're doing that. It's benefiting cancer research. So they're on sale now.
0: Awesome. we will check that out. Um, just a couple more questions here before I wrap up. Okay. What would you say to someone, either your younger self or someone that was in your shoes that they're looking to move to Nashville or they're looking to move somewhere else to chase their dreams with their hesitant? Like what advice would you give to someone just to go, you know, it's into it.
1: Yeah, I would say you don't want to live life with regret. Right. I mean, I was in school at, in Rhode Island and I, I was scared, but I was like, you no, know I don't want to look back in three years and be like, oh, what if I'd moved to Nashville when I was 18 instead of 22? I think there's no time like the present. And if this year's taught us anything, all we have is this moment. And if there's something that you want to do, go for it full force. Don't let anything hold you back. And you can find a way to, to make it happen and just believe in yourself. No one works harder for you than you. So I think that's also an important lesson that I would tell my younger self too. It's, you have to put in the work every day. Like no one will ever work as hard for yourself as you do.
0: I love that. I want to get that framed or something. (laughs) Good. That was really good. Uh, I think we can all use that from time to time, that little reminder. Believe Um, in yourself. Yeah. Uh, I guess lastly, what do you enjoy most about being an artist and creating music?
1: Connecting with with people, and I think it's been challenging over the past six months to do that, but we have new ways virtually, which has been amazing. But my favorite is when someone will come up to me after a show, kind of like what happened with Strong, and be like, oh, that second song you sang, that is what I'm going through. Just kind of connecting with people. Music is so universal, and I think that it's really special to get to share that with everyone. So I would say just meeting people and sharing moments together like that is my favorite part about what I do.
0: Well, that's great uh thanks so much for taking the time um where can people stay in touch with you learn about upcoming shows probably not till next oh, year but
1: um, gosh, i know hopefully next year um and instagram at jilliancarderelli and twitter all the things
0: <laughs> sounds good well thanks for chatting with me again love the new song love the story behind it and uh, wish you nothing but success with it going forward
1: thank you so much i appreciate it